Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Anime Room. I am here tonight without our uh, our friendly neighborhood Michael, but it's okay because I have my illustrious co-host, the great Martinez Bison. Victory shall be mine. <laughs> All right, Mr. L. Martinez Bison. Uh, so we. We are now here in our uh, second season, and we, we've gotten about two episodes in by this point. Um, no thanks to Michael. No, no thanks to Michael. No, um, but Michael, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you for being on the show. <laughs> we do miss you, Michael. Sh- sh- shout out. But uh, we, we do need to address some things on this episode that Michael's ADHD just couldn't keep up with. Listen, I am just still shocked and appalled that Michael cannot love yet watch and respect OG Pokemon it is a <laughs> I have been flabbergasted with his responses to OG Pokemon for months now and I mean like we're second season in few months in and we're, I'm just like about to do our second path to mastery here probably in a couple like, weeks I'm just like what what child what person growing up did not enjoy Pokemon, like, and it's the original. I can understand everybody had branches off, but to me, the first two regions you have to respect. Oh yes, no, agreed. I, I, I think it's too much of the uh, the the Grand Theft Autos and all, all, all the all, all the too early playing video games. I'm, I'm telling you, it got to his brain. I'm telling you, he, he didn't get to enjoy Pokemon the way we did. No, he didn't, and it's it's very sad. I mean, like, he didn't even know the Pokemon rap. Y'all, listen. <laughs> I want y'all to know, like, one day, you know, as time progresses, you know, we start putting our faces on camera and whatnot, or giving y'all a visual. If y'all could have seen the face I made at him when he said he didn't know Pokemon had a rap at the end of every episode. The Poke rap alone is top tier rememberable. Now, we don't even gotta remember the show or certain episodes, but I do know at the end of the episodes that Pokey Rap was there. That original 151 hit different when it came out in It did, form. and the fact that he doesn't know that this was a thing upset me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not, not even as a person who likes rap, as a person who likes cartoons and great anime. The fact that this man didn't know <laughs> there was a Pokey Rap at the end of each episode killed my vibe for the whole episode that day. It, it, it was it was definitely a major uh, final nail in the coffin. A, a stake through the heart, if you might. If you might. But, you know, it, it's okay, because today we're going to come back to the OG gangsters of Pokemon. Jesse, James, and Meow. <laughs> this was this is before even the Wobbuffet. Like, we, we didn't even have Wobbuffet at this point. Listen, th- that's when I knew that James was starting to upset me as a Pokemon thief. Who gets excited and happy over a Wobbuffet? I mean, look, it was technically Jesse's, but yeah, James well, James was excited every time they got a new Pokemon. I, I would even argue James could at some times be considered a true Pokemon master because look at all the Pokemon James ended up getting. 
they all fucking loved him. Most of them ended up going with him willingly. Like, this is a criminal, and he's just like, you know what? I like you. You come in with me. Because, see, that's when it was becoming foil goofy criminals. It was, but it still showed a lot that James was able to, you know, pull this off with little to no resistance. I mean, because James was the more lovable one. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely could have been a Pokemon master. Also, Loki had some of the most savage comebacks of all time, of all of Pokemon. Let's just be honest. You you could not stand up to James. See, this, this is how you know Team Rocket was the good bad guys that us 90s and late 80s kids loved in early 2000s. The good early 2000s, not like Michael. Uh, unfortunately, not unfortunately. like Michael. But no, like this is how you know they played a big role in us growing up. So, I frequently go to cons and they normally have a thing called this costume wrestling where they dress in cosplay as their favorite whatever, whatever, and they wrestle. And it's by far none some of the best entertainment. Like, I enjoy it every time I go. Puts a smile on my face. As both a anime fan, a superhero fan, and of course a wrestling fan. It's so entertaining. But they have this couple. They dress up as Jesse and James. I, I'm not surprised. And it's hilarious as crap. Like, every time they do it, it's so funny. And they actually look like Jesse and James is what makes it funny. Like, yeah, it's like they're built just like them. And it's like, so cool. But as the theme of today's episode, me and Josh came to a conclusion one day. We was pondering. We were trying to break down and figure out when did Team Rocket become so goofy? I mean, and now granted, I do think that it was Johto that actually kickstarted the goofballness. Now, I will say they used all of their hardcore gangster energy to attempt to take down a 60 foot tall Dragonite with bazookas. <laughs> See, I feel like they was already emotionally, they was already emotionally breaking down <laughs> because after the foils of paint of all after all the foils of not being able to get this Pikachu <laughs> I feel like that, that's what that was starting the villain arc of comedy <laughs> like they was already evil villains because they was pulling up on a 10 year old with Tommy guns <laughs> so they was already like don't fuck with us but, super villains. But like, the, the thing is it, it really went from, oh no it's Team Rocket to, oh no, it's Team Rocket again. What the hell do you guys want? Because like, again, they use all their energy and strength and timing, they use all their bad energy the first like I don't want to say season it might be season because I, I don't even know if the first region even goes by seasons because it was like so long because I, I promise we just watched it was like, 53 episodes. Well, no, it might have been even longer than that because technically I think they did some of Kanto with Johto as well. Yeah, because Kanto, I promise, I don't even feel like it was broke down. I feel like it was like one big season until they go to the next region and he meets Professor Elm. Yeah, I, I feel like they just did like a 50 plus episode season. Okay, so. And so I, I'll go with that. Okay, so let's just say 
season one is 50 episodes. Yeah. They use all the gangster within the first about 20 episodes. Because then after that, because when they first run into Ash, they're just so boisterous and gangster and the guns and they're drawing it out on Ash and trying to take this Pikachu. And I, and as I remember, there were some episodes they was actually grabbing Pikachu and running off with the Pikachu as if like this was a successful mission. And then Pikachu either gets sparked or, you know, spooked and then, sh- you know, shocks them back and then he'll be free or whatever. But then after them first, like, 20 episodes. It, it, it was wild. Like, it, it was wild. It, it, it killed their vibe. I'll definitely get like, it. Like, and you, I will admit, you are 100% correct. Once they start shooting the Dragon Knight. <laughs> I think that was where you were going to go. No, because, like, they were so, like, just forward and just, like, trying to get stuff done. They they were ready. They were like, we're bringing this Dragonite with us this is, this one is, way or another. This is how you know they was on a different level of not caring. They had a talking Pokemon who also knew how to shoot a gun. All three of them were shooting this Dragonite. And then it was not phased. The Dragonite was not phased. I mean, it was also a 60-foot-tall Dragonite. I think there has to be, like, only one of those in the world. Well, I mean... This was the Godzilla of Dragonites. But I, I forget how the episode goes, so, like... Why was that Dragonite so big? They never explained it. They... I, now, granted, I do think... Because, hilariously, this was when they met uh, Professor... Or not Professor. Uh, this is when they met... What was his name? Ben Birch? No, not Birch. It, it was whoever the guy was that was the Pokemon researcher that was helping Elm, and he was at the lighthouse. Now, talking to Ash and was Rock it, and Misty. Was it Elm? No, that's not Elm. No, 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 no. I'm talking about they were still with Professor Oak when this happened. Yes. Right? Yeah, this is still in season one. Yeah. Um, and he's at the lighthouse, and he blatantly tells Ash and Misty, he's like, yeah, there's 150 Pokemon. Because I remember that was, like, the person who was helping Oak do the research, I remember he tells them, isn't it like the, the lore of the Dragonite? Like, he tells a story about it. No, it, it right? was literally, he, he heard a, uh, he heard a... Hang on, I, I'm also Mystery at the Lighthouse, which was also when Ash caught his seventh Pokemon because he caught a Krabby. Because I remember the the start of that episode is, oh, you haven't actually caught a Pokemon yet. All of your Pokemon just willingly follow you, and they were saying this like it's a bad thing. And Ash gets jealous, and he's like, I'm going to battle and catch a Pokemon. And then he gets his Krabby, which is like you know, the size of my hand. You know, we need to re-dig up that episode. I know we did one once before on uh, Ash's lack of uh, <laughs> gotta catch them all skills, but we'll save it for another day. We, we definitely this is, this will. Is Team Rocket. And, but yeah, so uh, he goes to talk to... Oh, let's see. What's his name? Um, Gary, this is the episode he also found out Gary had 45 Pokemon. Bill's Lighthouse. So uh, they talked to Bill, and Bill's like, yeah, I'm in this lighthouse because of the fact, because they, they find him 
And Bill's in a Kabuto episode, or uh, a Kabuto costume. And he's like, I need help. My hands are too stubby. I can't push the button on this suit. And I'm just like, why are you in this suit? But okay. Like, there was sometimes, like, parts of episodes that they did not explain fully. They just like... No, he, he actually did explain. He's like, well, I feel... It, it was a dumb explanation. But they did explain it. Because I, I don't blame you for forgetting it. Because they ask him, they're like, why are you in this suit? And he says, well, I like researching Pokemon. And I feel that the best way to get to know a Pokemon is to walk a mile in their shoes or claws. So that's why I built this suit. And I'm like, where does it in the game, too, I think? But it's so... Yeah, it does do it in the game. Yeah, but in the game, I think he actually transported his mind into a Pokemon. And then, like, you have to teleport his mind back to his body, which which is... Wild. Wild. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wild. Pokemon was no king longest back in 97. <laughs> oh, it definitely was. Wild. Um, but like, and so he tells this big story of, oh yeah, I moved to this, this lighthouse and I started hearing this really, really eerie cry. And I'm just like, this has to be an undiscovered Pokemon because I've never heard it before. And then it shows Dragonite at 60 feet tall. 60. And then later on, when we find out Lance has a Dragonite, and it's just like barely taller than him. Y'all, y'all know. I know we're getting off a little bit, looks a bit off subject of like certain Pokemon and stuff, but or Team Rocket. But it mind boggled me the size of certain Pokemon. Charizard. Yeah, like for years, ladies and gentlemen, I just knew Charizard was at least like six eleven. When Josh told me, yeah, Charizard's five seven, I was like, oh, ain't no way though. I think the highest height it could be is five ten, actually. So like, but that, me, you and me couldn't even ride this thing. That's that's what's insane. Like I am literally two inches taller than a Charizard. Yeah. So like, I can't even ride the Charizard. Nope. That's insane. I mean, well, it might can carry you. It, it's a magical dragon, but like, you, you barely be able to sit on its back. It might can carry you, but that wouldn't be comfortable. I mean, let's be honest. Wouldn't be comfortable. It's like, what? It's, I think you said it was like five, seven, two, something like that. I, it, it's wild. I mean, it, what killed me was Larvitar is like super fucking small, but it weighs like. Three, four hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Ash is just carrying this thing around like it's a- Ash! Low key. Okay, so Ash another. Ash had to be buff as shit. I was about to say, another reason I think Team Rocket lost their gangsterness is this kid could legit probably beat the shit out of them. This kid was carrying around 500 pound Pokemon like it was nothing. Yeah, because. Like, he was deadlifted. Yeah, Ash had to be in the gym. <laughs> Or in the forest lifting trees or something because <laughs> Ash was picking up some of these Pokemon with no. Because I remember one episode he picked up a Geo dude as if it was like nothing, like it's and, and they are ridiculously heavy. Yes, and he was picking it up as if like, oh yeah, this is what I do. <laughs> Man, see that 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 was his ultimate pickup line. Like when, when he decided he wanted to ask a girl out, he would just walk over pick up a Larvitar and be like, yeah, yeah, look at this. No struggle. 
I ain't even breaking a sweat. I do this before breakfast every morning. What was insane is some of these Pokemon, he was picking up like with the regular. Like, it didn't matter which one. He was legitimately just being like, oh yeah, I'm bored. One-handed. Misty was like that too, because Stormy is not a light Pokemon. She was hugging it like it was a, a teddy bear. Stormy? Stormy or her star you? No, her star you. I feel like a star you has to be a heavy size Pokemon. Let's see. Let, let's let's take a look. Uh, good old star you, seventy six pounds. And she was just girl hugging it as if it like it was. <laughs> I, I, like girl. granted, it's not as heavy as what Ash was lifting, but at the very least, seventy six pounds. I mean, that's usually a little hard to pick up. Seventy six pounds is heavy enough not to be clenching it against your chest and picking it up every other episode. And she was hugging her star me as if it, like it was a puppy. Yeah. Like, that is wild. It is wild. All these all these 10-year-olds can beat the crap out of me and Rudy. Ash ain't beating me up. I draw the line. I don't care what size Pokemon. I mean, to, to be fair, Ash wouldn't beat us up just because Ash is too dumb to beat us up. Like, we could trick him. The others, maybe not. But Ash... I mean, I'm pretty sure you could just be like, hey, look, legendary Pokemon. He'll turn around and then you just like drop kick him and he's out. Drop kick is insane. I mean, and that, that's the thing. Team Rocket never thought of that. All you had to do is drop kick him. One good time. Because apparently Tommy guns don't work. I mean, when we think about it, you have to draw a gun on Ash if he out here fucking <laughs> picking up <laughs> solid metal and rock type Pokemon as if it like was nothing. I would have drew a gun on Ash too. <laughs> Just for self-defense. You have to. Like, that's not a normal eight, excuse me, what, ten? Ten-year-old. That's yeah. not a normal ten-year-old child. No, you, you're right. It's wild. <laughs> like, you gotta fight back with Ash. Ash is out here <laughs> being gangster. <laughs> Took all, that's what happened. All their gangster energy went into Ash. No, all that gangster energy went into Giovanni saying, why can you not catch this Pikachu? <laughs> See, Giovanni didn't have to take their gangster energy. Giovanni Loki was the best villain I think they ever wrote for Pokemon. Giovanni should fire them in season one. No, episode he, he, five. He, 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 <laughs> I wouldn't, have been fired. I wouldn't <laughs> say episode five, but like, See, here's the thing. Giovanni, to this day, in any source of the medium, is the best written villain for all of Pokemon. Uh, and and here, here's not only why I say it, I'm not even going to touch the anime for this. The original manga, which follows Red, which is the superior version of Ash. Red goes to fight the Elite Four. The Elite Four almost kill Red. Giovanni decides to break in, take off his suit, lift Red over his shoulders, carry him out the door, throw him down, come back in and be like, if anyone's gonna kill that punk, it's gonna be me. And then he took on the entire Elite Four with a fucking drill. Tell me that's not gangster energy. What's real gangster energy is the fact he is so calm and has not fired him. You know, <laughs> as being a boss and understanding Giovanni, it takes so much calm and ease to not fire certain people or do these things to people. I mean, but Jimmy, hold on. Let me tell you why I would have fired them. I know their expenses got to be up there. They got new costumes every week. 
they have new new technology and you still have not succeeded on getting this ten year this eight year old Pikachu. This this is how I know their bills gotta be high. And Giovanni is just not giving a crap about them. They get a new hot air balloon every episode. Or submarine. The Magikarp submarine <laughs> sends me to another level of piss. But the Meowth balloon every episode. Because we know, we watched an episode. Okay, we just now said season one, give or take, is 50 episodes. Out of 50 episodes, I know they get shot in the air for at least 25 of them. That's 25 repair jobs. At least. Well, I, I'm going to be honest. I think the only reason he didn't fire them is they seem to succeed in a lot of other areas. Like... So figment your hard imagination. Oh, no, because... Um, I, I would say unfortunately, but actually more on the fortunate side, we actually see by black and white, I know, but nobody likes that one that much but it did give us an interesting perspective okay home i got it season one had 76 episodes so yeah at least 45 of those they were blasted off again at least they were shot into (laughs) to the abyss (laughs) by a 10 year old and his two friends but like so in black and white we actually get to see where they are doing other missions other than just chasing down Ash and apparently they've been doing this all along if they are not chasing down this 10 year old they are actually succeeding well they made it known that they were doing other jobs yeah but like in some of these earlier episodes they are getting done with another job to get Ash's uh, Pikachu yeah and they just never don't succeed like but that's the thing like they succeed enough that I think Giovanni keeps them around because in black and white, like they're successfully stealing evolution stones, they're stealing fossils, they're you know, they're they're pulling off heists, but they can't heist a ten year old. Now granted, also we did just talk about this ten year old does lift four hundred pound Pokemon like it's nothing. Okay. Yes, he does. But I mean deadlifting a Larvitar has gotta account for something. You right, but the Tommy gun alone. A few bullets to Ash's sternum should have stopped him from. I mean, but you also know why they didn't do that. It it's a kid's show. Like, I mean, now if we got well, what what hold on, what difference does it make if it's a kid's show? They are drawing Tommy guns on a ten year old. We have crossed past the cross threshold of. Oh my God, no! It's a child. Stop. <laughs> no. We have beyond sailed that realm of craziness. I mean, to be fair, we, we also do have magical Pokemon that can like probably kill a person. I mean, I, honestly, I'm also wondering if... So he, hear me out. Here's my theory. Mm-hmm. A lot of their gangster energy ended up getting fried out of the brain cells because whereas they're pulling Tommy guns and they're threatening to kill Ash, Ash is like, I'm going to give you a fate worse than death. I am going to have my Pikachu who can shock things with up to I think it's like 10,000 volts of electricity mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have him thunderbolt you every time I see you like their brain cells got fried we all know this listen that might be what caused it they finally got fried brain cells but I'm just like 
why keep taking this man's try to take this man's Pikachu? It's those fried brain cells. They're trying. They're trying to get revenge because after that first shock, their brain cells got fried. They're I'm like, all right, like, we can't let this stand. I'm saying it's three of them. It's Ash, Misty, Brock. I feel like everybody else had Pokemon. I mean, they do try to steal all their other Pokemon as well. No, no, just, no, 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 they, no, no, they, no, They do it mainly for the Pikachu. No, no. They mainly just try to take Pikachu. If if all 76 episodes we watch this, they try to take... They don't try to take Brock's Onyx or... How are you going to fly away with an Onyx in a hot air balloon? It's Let's not a Pokeball. I mean, but like... They could have easily ran up on Brock and been like, yoink. Or they could have ran up on Misty and been like... Take your side duck or take your star. Look, I would not want to take a side duck. I'm sorry. That is a fucking nuclear bomb waiting to go off. Okay. We all know it. We do. And you are 100% right. You are 100% right on this. That side duck would have been a problem. Exactly. So you can't take the side duck. Like now, you can't take the side duck. But she had other Pokemon that could have been took. Ash had other Pokemon. Now I think about it, by the time they was trying to rob Ash, Ash had a Pikachu. Pretty sure he had the Charmander before he evolved and became a, a nuisance in his life. Look, he he was the, only a nuisance because he realized Ash was a piece of shit. He had the Bulbasaur. That's another episode for another day. <laughs> he had the Bulbasaur. Like, Ash had a starter Pokemon that, you know... Now, granted, they did try to steal all of those as well where team rocket kept failing is they wouldn't steal all of the pokemon at once they could that, that that's all they had to do was take all of them at once and then what are these 10 year olds gonna do i mean you're in a hot air balloon it don't matter how much you lift in unless you could spear throw a tree which i i don't think ash can do i don't know i hope he can't I'm, I'm gonna have some serious problems if he can. Some some of these episodes were starting to piss me off. Like they be in the hot air balloon, they see these three kids running around. Nick, you caught them. Why? It used to anger me so much. Every time I watch the episode, they'll throw the net. They get tangled, and then they gotta say the damn oath. And then by the time they're done... They were dedicated, man. I know they were dedicated. <laughs> but by the time they're done yelling out Jesse, James, Team Rocket, yak, 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 they free from the net. You spent all this damn free time doing a damn poem in haku form. This is why you never caught Pikachu. Again, fried brain cells after the first time. Ash got one drop on him the first time he met him. That one drop was all he needed. Because 10,000 volts started stupefying them. So then they started making mistakes. They were the mistakes. I won't go that far. They, they were successful. But again, like... they But they, they, they didn't never succeed on the mission that they wanted. Yes, I know they got other, like, wins and yada yada. Yeah, but, but they, they never got Pikachu. And, I mean, that's fair, but, like, again... Do we judge them solely off of Pikachu? Because, like, we're judging Ash off of a lot of things. All of them are mostly failures. Like, 95% of Ash's things are failures. 
the fact that if Pikachu is their biggest failure, I would say like twenty percent of their stuff is failures. The, the fact that they have a <laughs> a compilation video of called Team Rocket being comic relief is wild. Look, I mean, and we, we we can talk about that in the last few minutes uh, that we're going to do, but we are going to take a short break real quick. Yes. And, and then we will come back and uh, we, we'll talk about this comic relief and what really happened with Jesse James and Meowth. So we will be right back. Okay, so we are back. Um, so continuing on. Uh, uh, actually, during the break, we, we, we got to address this. So, one of the things is James was the mafioso that he needed to be for that first episode. But, like, low-key, he wasn't evil. <laughs> James was not. I feel like James was literally the backbone of Team Rocket. He like, was. James didn't want to be bad. I feel like James was probably, like, got caught up. You know how, like, every friend has, or every friendship has, like, the the quiet friend who always tags along with the bad friend and then they get caught up in hijinks and they can't go back. I feel like James was the quiet good friend who probably just wanted to tell Jesse like, hey, this ain't for you. And then Jesse was like, no, James, let's go. Come with me. And then look at him. Now, I, I mean, to, to be fair, I'm trying to figure out why he joined Team Rocket because like, low-key, he was too nice to be with him. I mean, I, I literally just watched with you a point where Jesse was like, I would just write in, uh, you know, a million dollars so that we can get that money. And James like, no, but what if that old man is actually poor and he needs that million dollars? I think that like, was actually just him being stupid with a play of words. Because if the man is poor, why does he need a million dollars? Look, low key, I, I think James was just too good for his own good. He, James, he, he wasn't cut out for this life. James should have been just at home chilling. He should have been. You're living, right. Living his best life. I mean, like, just the, but the pure savagery, though, is why it still worked. Because I, he had so many, so many good savage lines. I mean, first off against Jesse because she kind of deserved it. Jesse deserved all of her, uh, savage, foot, savage yeah. lines. Yeah. yeah. But, like, then, this never leaves my mind. The episode for the National Women's Day, where he decides to team up with Ash to beat May and Jesse in a Pokemon battle. And his first words to Ash are, come on, let's blow these whiming women back to the Dark Ages. Why is this man so savage and because, aggressive? Because there was probably years of abuse pent up. Jesse always <laughs> smacks him in the back of the head and leaves that dang red mark right here. So I'm pretty sure through all these years, he was just like, now's my perfect time. The, the, the resentment was real. Like he, he, he was just like, nah, I'm gonna put her in her place. It just helps because now Ash is mad at May. So we'll both put them in their place. Again. Because he knew that he finally had an ally in this crazy <laughs> world. Like, Jesse used to be disrespecting James. And I felt like he probably seen the light and was like... Oh, she always does. Like, even to such an extent. I think, basically, the, the whole ending of Team Rocket was 
legit. They were basically ready to split up just because they were getting on each other's nerves. The, the chemistry was there for a good part, part but like... Well, they, 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 <laughs> they had enough of a chemistry that if there were no issues, they could work. But like the moment even the slightest bit of push goes to shove... And they were just at each other's throats. I mean... Think about it. You, you whip this person all day. You, you do <laughs> fail your hijinks. You're, yeah, Especially yeah. with all the robots. Listen. <laughs> so, the same compilation movie me and Josh watched on break leads me to my questions I've been asking. Giovanni should have been fired up. <laughs> what? He was giving them tools to succeed with missions and they was failing. We literally seen one, like, two clips back-to-back. They had a magic carp submarine that kept getting blown up. Yes. Underwater. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it was an electrical explosion. Makes sense. And then let's not even, let's not even get on the Meowth hot air balloon that gets busted every episode. But then the Meowth mobile. But then... The, and it was, like, seven foot tall. <laughs> then, then they had that seven foot tall Pikachu. They, they also had like 20 foot tall robots too. Like they got a lot of robots. A but lot of robots. I'm saying where the expenses. Giovanni was giving them money every day. Look, it, win, it, here's the thing. To it, win, Josh. He, he was giving them money to get their to revenge. Win. To, to win. win. Yes. But they were winning in other areas. So they were probably earning their keep. But they Dude, couldn't win. Like I said, they stole fossils. They, I mean, stole... I know what, but I'm saying... I'm sure they robbed a bank or two. They can barely rob a Pikachu. What makes you think they can rob a bank successfully? As long as that twerp isn't at that bank, they have a good chance. Too sure. I mean, let, let's face it. Even Officer Jenny could not take them down, generally, without help. She didn't need to. They were, they were succeeding. They had wanted posters. They legit were the Body and Clyde. They were the Jesse James of this universe. They were getting away with shit, and you know it. It's just the moment this one 10-year-old is like, I'm going to shock the shit out of him. And he does, and it just starts frying the brain cells. I'm convinced that's what happened. Like, well, see, you can get a want poster without having a successful robbery. Yeah, but like, th- this is... You can th- get it th- vandalism. Like, you can get it... Like, for example, let's say they went into the store to rob it, and the only thing they did was destroy a few things. You can still get a want Okay, but like, the, the build-up to Team Rocket through this, this like, first few episodes literally was people were scared of these guys they had to have been successful before this kid stepped on the scene or so the real question is like why if you remember playing the game team rocket was no key a mob so maybe they are they they are in the show too but like the fact is even jesse and james are no 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 like fierce. we see jesse and james that's not a mob that's a duo with problems like on the game you play you see different faces of Team Rocket. The, and those faces do exist in the show. I mean, yes, but normally on the show, you know, we always get the trio of Look, Jesse, James, and Meow. Here's my personal headcanon. I honestly think after that first time of getting their brain cells fried, mm. they went to Giovanni and they were like, Look, boss, I know how this looks. I know how this sounds. But... 
this is a matter of honor. Like we we we've all seen The Godfather. Mm-hmm. We all know half measures sometimes don't cut it, but at the same time, Giovanni sits here, sees these two, technically three, successful, you know, successful in certain area people coming to him, and they're like, "Look, this kid, this kid done dishonored us." We want to be the ones to take him down. And I honestly think <clears throat> Giovanni for a while was just like, you know what? Yeah, I, I don't care. I, I'm going to give you the funding as long as you still do good work for me elsewhere. Yeah. And you know that that started to wear off the moment that Butch and Cassidy started showing up. You know, I've been trying to remember. How, how did they even get Meowth? It was, Meowth was paired with them during the training and then he just like joined their team. Because Team Rocket in the show always operates in duos, but Meowth went through the training with them, and then they were just kind of like, hey, you're with us now. I can't remember if they, like, found Meowth. I don't think, like, found them, like, in the... No, he, he was actually from Team Rocket. Like, I think he was, like, an experiment or something. I, I really don't he know. Is, because he's the, he's the only Pokemon that talks in full words like a human. Other than legendaries. Yeah, and which is more crazy because they have a... Persian in Team Rocket. Why the Persian can't talk to human? Uh, Giovanni didn't want his Persian to be annoying. I mean, I'm just saying, like... Let, let, let's be honest, Meowth is kind of annoying. He's sometimes. useful. He, he's useful a lot of times, mm-hmm. but he's also heavily annoying a lot of times. Giovanni didn't want to talk in Meowth trying to give sass to the people. Giovanni wasn't need, in need of giving people sass. He was... The Michael Corleone of this family. Okay, he was sitting there and he was like, you know what? I don't need sass. I don't need to disrespect you because you come into my house and you disrespect me. That's it. We're gonna have a Pokemon battle. I'm weak. <laughs> but you know that's what it was. I mean, I, I mean, this man was also running an illegal cash operation out of a gym. So like, <laughs> I mean. He was essentially Michael Corleone. <laughs> he was, and I'm pretty sure that's why they found the inspiration before that. But, I could see that. I could definitely see that. But I'm just at the end of the day, I'm just like, Team Rocket were trash. And I, I, I'll say Jesse and James, yes. But again, I don't think that was entirely their fault. I do think Ash fried their brain cells a few times too many. I think that led to it. I also think that it was just a bad matchup because for whatever reason, Pikachu was the bane of their existence. Um, And three, I I do think that part of it is James was too nice to be a part of Team Rocket. I think he had a rebellious streak at some point in his life and he was like, I'm going to go become a criminal. And then he goes, he does the training, he passes because he's extraordinary in all that he does, but he's not mean enough to actually be a criminal. See, this is what I think will happen. I think Jesse, seeing James, I feel like they already knew each other before being Team Rocket. And I feel like Jesse put this man against his free will to be the being Team Rocket or die. See, like, I, I would agree with that, but I, we, there are arcs, or there's like a small arc of like, training montage where it shows that he tried to join Team Rocket. I legit think he he had his rebellious phase and he was like, you know what? 
I come from a rich family. My parents are wealthy. We all have everything we want. You know, I'm going to go become a criminal because that'll stick it to my mom and dad. I mean, and I, I think that's what he did. And then he met Jesse and he was like, hmm, yeah, I'll, I'll team up with her because she's a bad girl. And that'll really stick to my mom and dad. And then he just endures this abuse for no reason because he's sitting here trying to hold on to this rebellious teenage streak. But low key, he's still a good guy and he's just getting abused by this bitch of a woman. I feel like the abuse was there, but I feel like, honestly, if I had to guess, they're friends. I think... I mean, by the end of it, yeah. No, I I I feel like in the beginning, they... I know we see the montages of the videos and whatever, but I really do feel like that Jesse either A, knew James and was been giving him abuse for months or years or whatever, or James is just a, a simp, a simpleton that just likes just... I, I, I won't give him simp, I will give him simpleton. Because, like, again, I... I have seen the episodes i'm pretty sure you have too where it showed them meeting and like i i don't think that was a false meeting i do think they just met i i do think they just met at that training but i do think that i will say this i think that after they got paired up for the training and they passed i think jesse came to a realization that realization is james isn't cut out for criminal work but because he's so nice he's not going to stand up for himself and i think that after she realizes he's good at what he does that's when she was like i'm going to start tearing him down i'm going to start putting him in what i think his place should be so that he'll never question me and so i'll have a partner that knows what he's doing because i think jesse knows she's the weakest link out of team rocket she is i mean no instead of me i'm I wouldn't. That Meowth literally can win Pokemon battles if he's allowed to fight on his own. It's the moment that Jesse starts giving orders that things go to shit. Like, because let, let's be honest. If Meowth and James just went, they forgot the Pikachu. Let's say, fuck the Pikachu. And they're like, let's just go run heists. Meowth and James would low-key probably make a very successful dynamic duo of Criminal Syndicate. But Jesse, though, is always the one who looks at it and says, you know what? I see that we have this really easy bank we can knock over. Or we can go after this Pikachu that has repetitively refried our brain cells. And then she's like, I want that Pikachu. Okay, but why? I want it. But why? I don't need a reason why. I want it. And then they get bullied into going after this Pikachu. And then she comes up with the stupidest plans ever. Because let, let's be honest, she's usually the one who comes up with the plans. She. I also feel like she's the one who gets the stuff. Because, like, uh, I do feel like Meowth and James could probably come up with better... Well, maybe not Meowth. Meowth comes up with some of the robots which are kind of stupid. But then again, he is also Meowth. I just want but like, someone to sit down with Giovanni and tell me, <laughs> why do you keep giving them the leeway to keep having these inventions? Well, I I, th- I feel like Giovanni just gives them the money and then he doesn't really proofread the inventions. He probably should because the ones that Meowth come up with 
probably should be tweaked. The ideas that James comes up with, I think, I think with a little bit of guidance, Giovanni could have t- turned him into a new Giovanni. Don't they also in the uh, match cart boat? They got to pedal. Yes, they have to pedal. Yeah, yeah. Who made this? <laughs> Honestly, low key, I think that was Giovanni's punishment to them. He was just like, "You guys are failing too much. I'm gonna give you a submarine, but it's also a paddle boat." So you want to go swimming through the ocean to chase after these kids with this Pikachu? You haven't shown me any results yet. So low key, I'm just gonna give you this paddle boat that goes underwater, and in order to move the tail, you've got to pedal. And that's why they have the Magikarp they have. Look, Giovanni is not an unfair man. Oh no. You you give results. He gives you good stuff, but. You don't give results. You have to pedal for that magic card boat. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like I, I feel like that makes more sense than anything else. Let's just be honest. But no, I, I do think that James probably would have done better outside of Team Rocket. But I also think if Giovanni trained him, like just sat down with James one on one and was like, James, listen to me. Mono and mono. You family now. And I'm, I'm seeing how Jesse's treating you. And like she she comes up with some stupid ideas. So let me teach you how to stand up for yourself. Grow a backbone, son. And then like he teaches James not only how to be a man, how to stand up for himself, but then teaches him how to come up with good ideas. And James would have probably been a criminal mastermind. On this beautiful day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> she comes in here with, hot air balloon. with her hot air balloon. She she yells at you. She disrupts the wedding. Listen, a, a Pokemon flashback <laughs> podcast episode is always great. It really is, and uh, we we definitely will be doing more of these. Yes, because I really do want to touch on how much is Ash lifted. No, we'll definitely be doing the how much is Ash lifted. Can he, can he, uh, you know. Can he lift them all? Can, can he lands throw a tree? I we, mean. We, we really need to get answers to these questions. These are very important questions. Ash be picking up some of his ball forms as big as fuck and it just be crazy. Uh, exactly. Like, I, I really do believe that uh, we, we need answers. But uh, that is probably about all we have for today. Uh, we, we have now discussed some of the ideas as to why we think Team Rocket ended up going goofy. Please stay tuned because we are going to be continuing the Path of Mastery episodes. I know that we've only done one so far. Me and Rudy are trying to find our time to make sure we get through the show enough that we are going to deliver you you know, faithful recollections of how this show went. So we can get, we can bring you all of Ash's mistakes in 4K, 3D, front row seat, ringside SmackDown, you know. We, we, we want you all to see why we feel the way we feel about Ash. No, I agree. But we definitely will be doing at least one of the Path to Mastery episodes in season two if not more um we're gonna try to start picking up we also gotta convince our co-host michael so you know definitely uh tune in and uh let michael know 
by you know leaving comments ideas you know, that we need him to start doing his homework well M- M- michael might not be ready for it but michael needs to hear because we-, we we know you guys are waiting for this me and rudy are waiting for this so even if michael's not ready go on tell him he needs to do his homework Please be we we will we will back you up on this. We've been trying to get Michael to call for months now. We really have. It's up to y'all. <laughs> we need help. We do. <laughs> but we will definitely see you guys for the next episode. But for now, Rudy and Josh are going to be disappearing off into the night sky once again. Like Batman or Team Rocket on a bad night. Rudy and Josh, the blessing off again. <laughs> Ding. Ding. <laughs>